You're listening to the Positive Impact Podcast. My name is Aiden. I'm a public speaker, a business consultant, a corporate trainer, and a professional improviser. And I'm Marjorie. I'm a fat person. (laughs) We've been friends for 14 years. This podcast is an experiment where we talk about me trying every diet program under the sun and the moon and who knows where else. The Positive Thin Pack podcast is proudly sponsored by The Art of Change, Skills for Life. Change is inevitable. Progress is not. You make the difference. To learn more, visit artofchange.com. After a couple weeks away, we're finally back. We're talking about making healthy choices, what gets in the way, and intuitive eating. Hi, hello, how are you? (laughs) I'm doing good. You sound oodles better. Yes, I am oodles better. I still, I still sound a little muppety. I know. <laughs> and I'm still concerned that the CDC is going to call me. Well, if they call you and you're all better, it's kind of a, a moot point. They're probably going to tell me I have allergies though. Well, you do have allergies. I do have allergies. <laughs> I don't know why medical professionals wouldn't believe me. Well. Medical professionals and nutritionists are related categories, but they are also yeah. separate. So I saw a nutritionist. That's the, our big, my big news. I saw <laughs> an endocrinologist and I saw a nutritionist. It's true. It's true. Um, and that's exciting. So, um, so that was an unexpected step. I think, first of all, we should say, hello, listeners. Thank you for Hi. your patience. Um, Marjorie was out sick, as some of you may or may not be aware. And uh, by sick, we mean severely affected by allergies. Yes, I do not have the coronavirus. <laughs> I or mean, the theoretically, you could have a coronavirus, but we don't think you have the novel coronavirus that everyone is. I could also about. have a rhinovirus. Is that what it is? You okay. could have a rhinovirus. You could also have yes. an an adenovirus spelled Aiden O-virus. Oh, it's like if you were Irish. <laughs> if I was Irish, I'd be contagious, apparently. There you go. Um, and so with us is, so we're not just, it's just not just me and Marjorie today. We have extra voices. I mean, we always have Ladybug with us, but in addition we to Ladybug. We do always have Ladybug. So if you hear some panting in the background, that's the dog. That's not me. It's probably the dog. Yes. (laughs) Um, But tell us who else is with us today. Um, My niece, Brittany the Great. Hello. Isn't that your Instagram handle? It is. At Brittany the Great. I had somebody offer me um, to pay me for that handle. I was like, yeah, I'll sell it to you. $10,000. And they didn't ever, they're like, they just put a little... Okay. Oh man, they just they just dried up, huh? It was like a hot That's offer, it. and it's gone. It is, I guess so. It's a hot Aww. commodity. 
And Brittany is actually a runner. She can talk nice. about exercise. I love that. Which I need to start. Although it'll be a long time before I get up to a run. Is that a thing that you want to do is to get up to a run? Not particularly because then, it's really hard on your knees. Yeah. I would like to get up to a swim. That's what I would like. That seems doable. Like that seems like you could do that immediately. Yeah. It's definitely a workout. Swimming. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Swimming is yeah. a much more intense cardio workout than most people realize. Um, it's actually one of the best. I don't I like think. to sweat. And even though you do sweat when you're swimming, you don't feel like you're sweating because of the water. Though you can still get warm. It's pretty, I, swimming's great though, because it's easier to, um, to modulate your exertion. Like you, once you realize that you're going to be putting out a lot of effort swimming, it's easier to go, oh, I don't have to work so hard. Just being here is actually working, which is good. So like, a gentle water aerobics class, for example, is a great start or um, sw swimming in a shallow pool so that you can stop and stand every few strokes. Also a yeah. great way to regulate. I'm a fan of swimming. I don't currently do it, but I think it's great. <laughs> I have a nice pool at my apartment complex. It's not real deep. Um, I think the deepest place, it's like maybe four and a half feet. Um, so I can definitely stand. But um, it's one of those with the ramp that you walk into. It doesn't, you know, you don't have to climb in or out. And um, oh, that's nice. But it's always cold because it's there's a lot of trees around it and it's real shady over the pool. And so it's it's always cold in the pool. Um, I wish it was a little bit warmer and it got a little bit more sun. Yeah. That's fair. Well, so recently I had someone ask me something that I'll go ahead and float here, which is our original premise for this podcast was to try every fad diet in rapid Correct. succession. And what and we're I doing now, but what we're doing that. now is it's definitely not that. So that's the question <laughs> is like, is that a thing that is season two all about how we're not doing that? Or is season two the journey to refine that premise? Or is season two um, positive thin pact? It's a new plan. You know what I mean? I think I think it's the journey to find that premise. Um, although I will say that even though I wanted to try every fad diet, and I still do, I still want to do all the diets. Like if you go on. Oh, it's called like freediet.com now. It used to be everydiet.org. And I think you can still go on everydiet.org and it'll take you to what the current page is. But there's a list of like all these hundreds of diets. And I just, for years, I've wanted to like do them all. And it was just, it was really to prove to myself that none of this crap works or that all of it works, you know? <laughs> But yeah. I'd also like to find something real because here's the thing. I still do absolutely want to lose weight. Yeah. I don't know what Brittany's doing, but it's very noisy. Do you, have you had any diets that you feel like you could do long term? Not yet. And that's part of the problem. It is part of the problem. 
And every but, single one that I've done has worked as long as I'm doing it. But then either some life change happens and I deal with it by eating junk or I punish myself with food when I'm feeling down. And I've kind of had a lot of those feelings. And um, I think part of my problem is I have very disordered eating. And so that was one of the reasons I went to see a nutritionist is because I, you know, I'm doing the EMDR. I was on some group, an EMDR group where somebody talked about how it's helping them with their disordered eating. Interesting. And yeah. And so I talked to my therapist about it and we've also taken a hiatus from the EMDR because so basically I got off my medication and by medication, I mean Synthroid because I don't have a thyroid. They took it out uh, mm -hmm. 15 years ago. And so I will be on synthetic thyroid hormone for the rest of my life. And every now and then some upset in my routine happens and I get off of it. And that is literally the only times I think I've ever been suicidal is when I get off of it enough. Mm -hmm. And I was off of it enough where around the holidays, I was absolutely struggling just to live. And that sounds so dramatic, but... Is this the first time that Br Brittany the Great, that you've heard this stuff from, from Marjorie, or is this familiar territory for you? This is very familiar territory. Okay, just checking. Of... Just yeah. checking, because if this is the first time that... <laughs> This is deep. <laughs> it's pretty intense, right? Yeah, hashtag deep. Um, so, yeah, yeah, no, she was around me for a lot of this, and especially because there were other people in my lives that were going through similar struggles, and that was kind of an added pressure where I was trying to help them as well as help myself. I mean, right. this statement was made at one point, like, you cannot kill yourself until after I kill myself. Thank you. Jeez. Well, I mean, but it's true. Like, that's not okay. You know? Um, yeah. Yeah. Like, I'm older I mean, than I you. Feel I, like people, I feel like people who are familiar with, uh, the, you know, with Synthroid, who, people who have, who have similar medical histories as you probably hear what you're saying and they identify really strongly with it. And I think for people who have no clue or familiarity with it, they're like, just stick to the thing you said you were going to do. You can't let life get in the way. And I think I'm going to guess there's a happy medium. Yeah. And unfortunately, life sometimes does get in the way. Um, you know, I'm a very, very routine person. And I think that's what makes dieting so difficult for me. Um, I think that's what makes well, that's what makes healthier habits difficult for me. A lot of these really bad habits are just totally deeply ingrained in me. I mean, for instance, I struggle with eating more than twice a day. And I know having admitted that I have disordered eating, you know, there may be some people that think, you know, just put the cheeseburger down. Mm -hmm. And 
it's deeper than that. I'm not saying that that's not also the case. I'm not saying that I don't need to put the cheeseburger down. I absolutely do. But, you know, there are times that I have put the cheeseburger down and I'm still not losing weight. Mm-hmm. Um, because I have some very real medical issues too. And it makes it, and, and they make it difficult to lose weight. Not impossible, but difficult. And I think that was part of this journey is trying to find the thing that works with my medical issues that I can do. That There was you know, that one thing that seemed like it was really effective. Like uh, Bistro MD seemed like it was working for you. Like It was well. until it wasn't because I started to get to where I dreaded eating the food. There was like a certain taste everything had. And I think it was from the dry ice that they packed it in. Hmm. And it was just this strange, like aftertaste. They changed, they revamped the snacks and the snacks were no longer super good. The meals were still tasty. Don't get me wrong. And I will still stand by the fact that that is the best diet food I've ever had. <laughs> I mean, I, I wonder if it's like hands down what I mean, but I'm curious what you think was most effective about it. It's not that the food had a decent taste. Is it? Um, yeah, no, that was a lot of it. I had a lot of choices that didn't involve tomatoes, you know? Well, <laughs> no, I'm not kidding. Some of these diets, like for instance, HMR, it's like pouched food or something where you heat it in the microwave like a minute and then there's powdered soup and powdered shakes that you can have and the food doesn't taste great and when you subtract all the entrees that that you know have tomatoes in them then you're down to like maybe four entrees that you can eat and when you're dieting seven days a week like that gets old quickly so the sheer variety of the bistro md it's actually pretty big. It's a pretty big deal. And the fact that they were constantly adding new foods, like, honestly, that's a pretty big deal. Hmm. But it, it got to where, yeah, I just, I don't know. It was like, A, I was punishing myself because, you know, all of a sudden, like, I just didn't want to eat it. And I don't know. And I'm my own worst enemy. And I think that that's what part of this journey is too, is trying to, like, I recognize the problems, but there's a difference between recognizing them and doing something about them. Right. Like to me, Bistro MD was also successful because the quantity of the meal was regulated, like the, so that your intake was regulated. There was, uh, each meal is balanced nutritionally. Um, And so I think you know, it's also like if you were only eating once or twice a day, um, but everything was completely nutritionally balanced, my guess is it would be different than only eating twice a day and reaching for something that's nutritionally imbalanced, you know? Well, so, okay, my big hurdle is, and, and when I say that this is ingrained with me, this is how I grew up with, you know, I had divorced parents, so I ate in two households. And both of them were like this. My mother mostly ate breakfast and dinner. My dad would eat like a brunch and dinner. And Uh meals were usually twice a day, about 12 hours apart. And there wasn't a lot of snacking. Uh, For me, 
Um, I think the adults around me probably snacked more than I do, but then they also liked more snacky things than I did that mm -hmm. were somewhat healthy. For instance, they would eat a piece of fruit or something, and I've never been one to reach for a piece of fruit. Or my mom would eat popcorn. Well, because I had a goiter that was literally choking me, I I didn't eat popcorn as a kid. I didn't like it because I would choke on it. And um, I, you know, so I just didn't eat in those 12 hours if I was trying to lose weight or if I wasn't, I would reach for candy or things that were not good for you. You know, not really right. recognizing that the adults around me were eating, you know, Plus, you know, having grown up in the 80s, there was a certain period of time when I was in middle school and in high school where maybe this wasn't what was going on, but it was very much like a competition to see who could eat the least, you know? It felt like that. <laughs> well, really so I'm did. curious, I'm curious because we have Brittany the Great with us. I'm yes. curious if Brittany the Great, what... Could would you tell us what your eating habits are? Because I know they're different than well than what I'm we just heard. A little bit um under budget with food. I work in the food industry, so I luckily eat for free there. But um other than that, I mean I eat, it's just not I wouldn't say it's particularly the most healthiest of foods. Mm -hmm. It's like canned food and I mean, I guess what is healthy food in the end of the day, but <laughs> I, from what I know of you, you, um, you like most foods though. I like every food. I am naturally, I eat pretty clean naturally. I like, I mean, you crave like vegetables and salads stuff. and fruits and yeah, I do. Um, mm -hmm. What does eating clean mean to you? Cause for some people that means no grain, no sugar for You're other right. people um, emphasizing fruit and vegetables <laughs> i i'm a i was a runner in high school i ran track and cross country um we don't i don't believe in no carbs or no gluten i don't unless you have celiac disease i think you should definitely eat gluten right there's no reason not to but um i understand people have maybe a stigma to it i'm not quite sure on why i think mm -hmm. food isn't it's more about that's what your body wants to do. I'm not good at it. I wish I was. I wish I could give advice on it. I don't, I'm not good at eating myself. I just kind of try to go with the flow as well. Do you, <laughs> well, so <it's> lost. <laughs> I'm curious if, um, so one of the things that we talked about talking about, which I think we should probably talk about now is this idea of intuitive yeah. eating, but intuitive eating relies on a couple of really key principles. One of them being um, that you've got to learn to hear your body's cues. And there's this premise that people who are really healthy have, a, you know, healthy, able bodies, healthy um, cardiovascular systems, healthy brains um that they have a different relationship with food than people who have unhealthy bodies and unhealthy habits and that that the difference is that they hear their cues that body goes i'm hungry and i need vegetables or i'm full i need to stop putting food in here now and that the rest of folks are missing those cues but can learn them 
I did think about this when like I was specifically really young and I would eat sticks of butter and I always thought there was for sure I was lacking something like some type of nutritional benefit that the stick of butter butter gave me you know but (laughs) um there's something to that there's like like they say, for example, that pregnant women can't consume too much salt. It's a it's a rare pregnant woman that can. Most pregnant women need extra salt. And because of that, they have these cravings for foods like pickles or potato chips or um, or literally, but salt, like they'll go for the salt. Um so, you know, there is something to the body needing something and having a craving, but not really knowing what to reach for to give the body what it needs. That's something I think I've always been pretty bad at. Um, my cravings tend to be things I see on TV. <laughs> um, well, it's usually you are, things that are you are right up there with every advertiser's dream. <laughs> Oh, do you know my dad used to call me that when I was little? He he did. He used to call me, you know, you're an ad man's dream because I wanted everything that was advertised all the time. Um, They're designed to be appealing. Well, and fast food has always been a particular weakness for me. In fact, when I started, when I got my driver's license, I remember one of the things I really look forward to getting my license is that I could go eat fast food and nobody could stop me. (laughs) Wow. Like that's That's like, when I say I have disordered eating patterns, like it's that disordered. Hmm. So I think that that's part of, like I say, I think that's the part of the journey is that I'm trying to find something that works for me, but that, you know, can cure me of this craziness. Yeah. And that I, the other thing that speaking of craziness though, is the other thing that I know, and I have a very like outsider, mildly curious knowledge of intuitive eating, but the other piece that seems to be self-acceptance, meaning um, if I were going to embrace the idea of eating intuitively, I have to take all of the judgment out of my opinions about myself. So it's like, you know, it, it, so instead of being like, whatever, I, I would be happy at a different weight. You just go, this is the weight that I am. And it's just, that's just a fact at the moment. And doesn't matter if it changes that eating isn't about being thin or being fat. Well, that's something that I've struggled with so much. And I think that's what, you know, amazes me about this whole fat acceptance movement is you know, while I want to embrace it so bad because I am a fat person, um, and and I have to be honest, I really don't judge others when people are, you know, posting these pictures of themselves like, oh, I'm feeling myself today, or, you know, I really have no judgment for them, but I know deep in my heart, I could never do that. Like, I could never be like, oh, I'm really feeling pretty today. I don't. Like, I just never. Don't. Like never is a huge word. I totally get like don't and it seems challenging. It feels maybe impossible, but never. Like, how do you know? That's like you've decided. You know what I mean? I don't know, but it's not. I think part of it is I don't 
like I'm not looking to be attractive. And so that is something I think I've just accepted about myself and I just move on with life. I have clothes I like, I have, but I don't ever feel like, you know, oh, I'm going to go out and get me a man in this or, you know, I'm just really feeling myself. I don't, I just, I don't know how to explain it. It's like that part of me is just dead. It's not like, it's not like I'm sitting in the corner feeling sorry for myself all the time. It's just, that is something I've accepted that I am not attractive in any way, shape or form. Um, I'm mildly suspicious. The rare occasion I get somebody making a pass at me, I'm just like, you know, and I'm also kind of genuinely curious, like, Hmm. where are you looking? Like, I don't understand because I don't think that I'm at all any part of beautiful. I don't think I, I just think that there's maybe like a conventional beauty that society throws onto you, but that wouldn't label it as you're not beautiful. But I think I accepted that so long ago. You could unaccept it. I know, but it's, it's, it's terribly strange for me. And so part of this journey is trying really hard to, to change my way of thinking, but I think when you've been thinking a certain way for so long, and I think, you know, it's far easier to change your opinion about other people or, but when you, when you've thought about yourself this way for so long, it's really hard to unthink that. I totally get that. That makes sense to me. That being said, I recently spoke with a a confidence coach who is a round bodied woman and she's gorgeous and she's in a loving, stable relationship, but she was not that way. Like she got teased a lot for being overweight and ugly as a child by other children, because, you know, you guys remember being kids, right? Kids are the worst. Oh yeah. (laughs) Kids are absolutely the worst. But she digested, so to speak, that negative input and fed it back to herself, purposeful word choice here. And it informed everything about how she operated and informed um, how she felt about herself. And unfortunately for her, it led her down a path of, of some really horrible, dangerous things. Um, and, uh, you know, this summer I'll be launching my new podcast and I'll, I'll share that episode then. But um, I, I was really struck by this realization that she had that like, it was, she she had been seeking external validation because she didn't feel okay with the world. And in order to be a functional human in society, she had to reach some level of internal validation. And she, you know, she worked really hard on that, I assume with therapy and some other stuff. And now that's what she helps other people gain. But it occurs to me that with you, you're, you did the opposite thing with some similar stimulus. Instead yes. of, instead of going, I just want validation. You were like, I don't need anybody and I don't deserve it. Cause I have decided that I am whatever, an exception to the rule of humanity here. It's like the things that I hear you say, and I want to be clear, I don't agree with them. 
Uh, <laughs> I don't either. <laughs> I don't. I totally disagree. I think you're gorgeous. I think you're lovely. I think you're an amazing asset to the people you work with. I think you're a great friend. So I think you're fucking great. Um, I feel like what I hear you saying about yourself is pretty awful things. <laughs> and then, yeah, and then it's that punishment cycle. So, you know, I, I want to believe that it's possible. I believe it's possible because other people have done it. This woman literally has made a career of helping other women achieve what she achieved for herself. And I, I, so I believe it's possible, but I, I'm not sure what the difference is. Is I think you have to believe it's possible. And I don't know how I really don't. And, and it's funny because I'm so logical that I, you know, I devote a fair amount of time to this. Um, and yeah, you're right. I, I, I don't really seek external validation. I don't really, I don't know that I internally validate. It's like, I just don't need validation. But then at the same time, I think I've hidden myself from people um, to the point that I'm like, who was it? Was it one of the Browning sisters or something, Elizabeth Barrett Browning or somebody? I don't know. There was one of the, one of those sisters. I remember there's some famous quote about how she preferred her own company over that of others because, mm -hmm. <laughs> and that's kind of how I am. It's like, I have my dog and you know, she thinks I'm pretty cool. And, <laughs> and I think she's pretty cool and she's a pretty good life partner. Um, what sucks about dogs is they don't live very long, <laughs> but yeah. um, you know, I, I just, I don't, I, I don't know. I, I, well, I suspect, you need help. Huh? I suspect you would need help with that in some way. Like, I don't know how easy that is to do on your own. Maybe, maybe it is like, maybe it's as simple as being like, you know what? I'm good enough. I'm strong enough and doggone it. <laughs> you know, like maybe it is that simple. <laughs> so I need to become a member of several 12 step programs. Um. <laughs> I mean, they, they seem to work well, for some people. You know, this was one of the things that I kind of wanted to talk to the nutritionist about. It, it didn't go well because uh, they all thought I had the the current plague that's going around. <laughs> to yeah, the point that I was told, yeah. expect a follow-up call because I have to report your symptoms to the CDC. Um, <laughs> I kid you not. <laughs> the world. I mean, I totally get why they felt. I totally get get why they felt that they had to be careful, and I get everybody's caution. And at the same time, I'm like. Oof. I expected more from medical professionals. I really did. Well, um, they're worried they should anyway, refer you to a doctor to get the test. Um, <laughs> I just, I don't know. Um, but she talked about intuitive eating, you know, as she's wearing her mask, it was really difficult to have a conversation with somebody that, you know, <laughs> is wearing <laughs> a mask. Um, and I have to tell you, um, I'm open to it, uh, but it seems so foreign to me because yeah. I know that my quote unquote cravings, you know, it's like, and I told her, I thought I was addicted to sugar and she totally negated that for me and was just like, and acted like, you know, there's no such thing as a sugar addiction. Mm -hmm. And what she told, I said, I, I was a food addict and she said, you know, um, the research just isn't there, blah, blah, blah. You know, she just doesn't believe in food addiction. And I'm just like, 
well now wait a minute well but i think you know well, and, and she Brit compared Brittany it to the great abuse. she Brittany the great i i just heard you say what does she think's wrong with you obviously covid 19. <laughs> right <laughs> <laughs> she honestly thought I had the coronavirus. I have to be that honest. The coronavirus um, <laughs> doing this to you. Who'd have known? She literally told me, expect a follow-up call. I have to report your symptoms to the CDC. My allergy symptoms, you know, anyway, um, which was, you know, so that was another thing where I was just like wanting to get out of there as soon as possible. Right. But when she talked to me about intuitive eating, I was just like, and I told her, I was just like, this is a really foreign concept for me. And I said, because, you know, I feel like that's what, my whole problem is, is my intuition. You know, my intuition tells me drive through Whataburger. Um, <laughs> it does not but does it me. though? Does oh, it, it really though? does? <laughs> is that your intuition talking? <clears throat> because I suspect I mean, that your, mm, I suspect that your intuition is not driving that choice. I, I think taste buds for sure but your taste so your taste buds need something to eat there's a trigger that when you are like i haven't eaten i need something and i need it fast that you go to fast food yeah, there's the, no, there's the right. association that fast food equals freedom because you couldn't wait to get your driver's license so you could achieve that goal you know it's like the, yeah the, to me none of that is about intuition well, and so she told me that there was this workbook that you could do, and she says there's like about 10 steps to intuitive eating, and it's, you know, it's a thing that, you know, she says, I know it's trendy right now, but some of these people that say they're intuitive eating, they're not. They're just using it as an excuse to eat whatever they want, mm -hmm. and, <laughs> well, no, that's true. That's just like, that's just like how the keto diet is you know and all these people are using this as an excuse to eat pounds of bacon when you're not supposed right. to eat cured meat on the keto diet you know right. so it's in and let's like atkins was back in the day well let's go eat you know a triple with cheese minus the bread because it's the bread that's right. wrong with this um <laughs> you know i remember i remember when that was the fad so anyway so she told me and and like i say i'm open to it i'm certainly open to it I just, I just know when I want something, it's typically chocolate or it's typically something that's not good for you that, yeah. you know, would be okay to have like a Hershey's kiss, not a bag of Hershey's kisses. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I find the idea of intuitive eating to be really appealing, but I think the, uh, the discipline of separating what is my body telling me it needs and what is this what is this craving telling me separating those things and then being able to interpret them both seems like a challenging thing to learn that being said like i feel like i watch children do it all the time it's so theoretically it's a system that's built in um and you know, I don't, but I don't know. What do I know? You know, uh, but I'm just an improviser. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I, I'm certainly not a nutritionist. I, though I did gr grow up in a very health filled um, eating yeah. environment, though it did feel a bit oppressive at times. So there's balance to be struck on both ends. Um, so one of the things she told me to just start with, and then she said a lot of, if you come back, which, you know, to me is already code for don't come back. 
<laughs> you have the plague go home <laughs> if but, you come back as in like if you're alive after the plague no i think it was just if i decide to make another appointment uh which <laughs> which was weird to me because normally they want you to make another appointment right then and mm -hmm. so that was so strange to me because you know it was like well if you come back you know go home and think about it you know which it, coming in that situation seems like code for don't come back but um you know and that's i know that's a lot of just me reading into it but um but she did tell me that i need to start with some more regular eating and so she said that she would like to see me eat you know a solid three meals a day which yeah. like i say is not it's not terribly difficult for me to do that but it's not that's not something that I default to. Does that make sense? Yeah. There's an so, irony in that to me that like, what I mean, I guess without coaching, without guidance, there's, you know, there's gotta be some recommendation to give, but it seems ironic to me that there's this recommendation, like you should be eating intuitively, but make sure you do this thing that is not something that you have ever felt driven to do. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? It's well, like- I'll tell you, Anytime I come off of a diet, like any of the fad diets or just any diet, yeah. anytime I come off of a diet and I go back to this twice a day, like every 12 hours, big meals, whatever, it's just like, ah, you know, there's this certain relief that comes with it. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, and then I go back to, it's like, I know what I need to do. It's just, how do I make myself do it? How do I make myself want to do it? Because mm -hmm. that's where that self... That's where that self-love and appreciation comes into play, unfortunately. <laughs> it's like when you deserve that good treatment and believe it, then you do it. I guess. And I think that's what's so elusive for me. So I think this season is probably about trying to get to the fat dieting again because I really want to do it. It's just I've been in such a screw-it place because I've been – I've been spending an awful lot of energy just trying to yeah. get my medication regulated again. So get my thyroid yeah. hormone and get to where I'm not depressed again. Um, my dad used know. to call it, my dad used to call it flipping the fuck it switch. Um, exactly. and there's lots of ways the fuck it switch gets flipped. Lots of ways that happens, but I've um, been in fuck it mode for sure. Yeah. And you know, once the fuck it switch gets flipped, it's hard to flip it back, but you can really flip is. it back. Right. You know, it's all, it's all patterns. I, I mean, and, and so like, for instance, you know, we had talked about me doing the tops diet. I still very, very much want to do that. And I'm still like trying to find ways of, okay, how am I going to make this work for me mm -hmm. with my, you know, with my schedule, with my lifestyle, with my, you know, one of the problems in a situation like that is it's really difficult for me, a single person that lives alone to, which I shouldn't even say on the podcast, whatever. Um, but uh -oh. it's really- They're coming to take you away. <laughs> right? Um, but it's really difficult for me to, for instance, cook a recipe where that serves four to six. And, you know, some of it is the serving sizes are probably, um, are probably a little smaller than I'm used to, 
but even, you know, even so, even just eating more than two meals off of it, it's hard to want to do that. And so like to make a recipe that serves six and then put four servings in the freezer, you mean? I really don't have much of a freezer. So that's not something I've ever done successfully. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, uh, it's just, that's hard for me. Like that right there, that's a struggle. Um, right now at my weight, my knees are just killing me all the time. It's difficult. I'll be honest for me to stand more than three or four minutes at a time. Like, I know. Well, when I hear you talk about this stuff, when I hear you list all of the obstacles, including how you currently feel, all I think is then give yourself a little hug on the inside and start doing the steps. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, that's what happens no, for me. Right. I'm like, I'm like, my knees hurt too, but, I know. but it's different. And, uh, I'm slowing down too. And it's, but it's different. It's all different. And honestly, it's not like I'm doing it right. A hundred percent of the time either. Uh, I'm lucky if I'm doing it right. 50% of the time, but, but well, I think so, so now I feel motivated to keep going. Right. And, and yes, yes. And so, and, and part of it is I'll get motivated to do the steps. Uh, I know that I need to, in my heart, talk about occupational therapy to somebody. Um, and I think that I'm at the point right now in my pain level and in my abilities to stand that I need some real help around the house and I need some real solutions for how can I cook? I have this chair that I thought was going to help me that I got a rolling chair for my kitchen that yeah. is way too short and because it's hydraulic, you know, doesn't work at my weight. Um, yeah. so, you know, it's, there's, there's perceived things and I'm sure I'm sure our listeners are like, you know, just fucking do it. Just, you know, just get over yourself. Um, and that's a easier said than done. And B, there are some real like practical issues that I need to right. deal with as well. Like, but I don't not, remember, I don't remember you having a kitchen table. Do you have a kitchen table? I feel like I don't remember one. I have a galley kitchen with exactly one counter available. That's what I thought. Cause you know, it's like, I can imagine doing all of your meal prep, sitting at a table and then taking it into the kitchen, right. getting into the pot and then sitting while it cooks as a way, as, was, but you don't have a kitchen table at the moment. No, I have a, I have a TV table, <laughs> which is a small like surface. Yeah, yeah. And they're shaky yeah. for cutting. Um, yeah. And you know, that's, that's part of it. I need to sharpen my knives, but I can sharpen my knives. You know what I mean? Right. And that so, part's not hard. No, it's not. It's not hard. Some of this is just stuff I need to do. Some of it is just, I need to start a list um, and I need to actually do it. And, and so that's kind of my goal right now is to get, get to a place where I'm not so disordered in my thinking and I can actually just like knuckle down and do stuff. Um, yeah. And then I yeah. have days that where I just don't even want to get up. And the only motivation I have to keep going at all is helping other people out. So which, Brittany the Great, your, your boots on the ground over there. So you've heard some of this stuff before. 
and you also know what the kitchen table situation is and um and you and you're there so you see stuff but you're also coming from a background of having been on track in high school um like activity is a big part of your life when you hear all this stuff like what's your reaction what do you think i highly suggest water aerobics i the thing about dieting is that i've never really been trained to diet i've always been trained to eat and then work it off and so dieting is kind of a little bit foreign to me so i understand the whole meal prepping stuff man like cooking for one person is really hard because you do have a lot of leftovers and when you don't eat it you feel bad or you know it's a it's a whole conundrum there but i completely understand cooking for yourself and I don't know that I understand. Yeah. Yeah. The diet thing seems really hard to me too, but moving, moving your body feels like a healthy first step. Like I remember, um, when Ladybug first came to the family, uh, (laughs) and I used to go walk every day at a different park and it made a huge difference, not just for your, how you felt in your body, but how you felt in your spirit. And I lost 60 pounds. Right. So yeah, exercise is definitely one of my, and I will say in the past, (laughs) well, this is funny because I had a fight with an orthopedist. I don't know about a year ago, uh, maybe two years ago where, yeah, no, I did where, um, she kicked there. I was trying to get him. (laughs) What? I said, did you kick their ass? Get it? Cause (laughs) No, because I can't kick. <laughs> That's why I was there. Um, no. um, anyway, I'm trying to talk him into giving me shots in my knees so I can walk. And uh, because it, it had gotten that bad. And he was just like, well, you, you know, you really, what would help your knees is losing weight. And I'm like, I know. And if I could walk, I could do that. And he was just like, no, diet is 90% of it. <laughs> and I think that's why, yeah. And I'm just like, so here I've lived in my body 40 some odd years. And yep. I know for me, my body does respond a lot quicker to exercise. Most uh, bodies it do. Always has. It always has. Um, and then, and then I can quickly take some weight off and, and uh, so, yeah. So, well, so I used to... I used to well, do so, that every day with lady, but maybe I can just do it twice a day. You're right. I should, you know what? That should be my next thing that I yes. do is just go, <laughs> go for a walk again. Just a little, you don't have to go far. You go well, a little no, farther you know, each time. You know me in the spreadsheets, right? So <laughs> I actually, I actually made a spreadsheet. No, this is, this is so crazy. I actually made a spreadsheet of all of the walking trails in the Austin area. So the, all the surrounding cities and everything yeah. uh, usually give you the mileage of their walking trails. And so I have it sorted by miles where I go to a different place every day and then it's built in. You go a little farther every day. Okay. So, well, see, look at that. The, I, um, 100%. So that'll be the this. next thing that I do. Okay. I'm so that'll be the it. next thing that I do. Check done. All we have left to do <laughs> is an improv game. <laughs> Okay. Would you like to play an improv game, Brittany? Oh, yes. Okay, okay, great. I have to think of, I have to think of one. Um, 
all I could think of, I think we did this before a while back. Um, uh, but all I could think of was that like, right now, Marjorie needs a little bit of self love. <laughs> so the topic is Lizzo. <laughs> <laughs> and so I thought, um, Oh, that's a, I thought maybe we could do word at a time pickup lines, but now I'm like, maybe we should do um, word at a time song titles for songs Lizzo might sing to cheer Marjorie up. Oh man, that's a good one. <laughs> um. Okay, well, but we go word at a time, right? Yeah, word at a time till the title feels complete. So like, for example, some of her real song titles are um, Batches and Cookies, uh, Big girl, small world, um, good as hell. So those are some, those are some of her song titles. Uh, blame it on, what is it? Has the, what's her new, her newest song? Is it just called Juice? Yeah, I think so. I think it's called I Ju think so Juice. I think so too. And then, Because I Love You. Oh, that's right. That's right. There is a parentheses. There, see? Okay, great. So uh, yeah, let's come up with some. Uh, self-esteem boosting Lizzo song titles to cheer uh, Marjorie's inner world up. All right. Sound fun? Yeah. <laughs> um, great. Okay. Can I start? Yeah. So we'll go, I'm... here's the order. Here's the order we'll go in. We'll go with, uh, we'll go Marjorie, Brittany the Great, me, for the first one, and then we'll just keep rotating. So Brittany the Great will start the second one, and then so on. Sound good? Okay. So I'm okay. So what would what what word would come after I'm? I'm gonna have to drop the f bomb. Uh oh. Do it. We're already we already have in this episode, I'm so fucking... I'm already. I'm so sorry. I did curse, didn't I? Yeah, we got the word screw. We got shit. We got fucking. This, oh, this, we're gonna get an E for sure. This, this well, I'm gonna give us the E. I'm the one who does the designation. So I've been listening. Don't you worry. So there we are. So so far we got. I'm fucking um, badassical. <laughs> I like that. That's a good one. I want to make you a okay. T-shirt. I'm fucking badassical. All right, new title. We need we need merch. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, feeling hot. <laughs> feeling. She said hot. hot. Yeah, hot. Yeah, Sorry. feeling hot. Feeling. Oh. Are you... Oh, that's my word. Oh. Um. Feeling hot. Feeling good. Yes, I would listen to that song. <laughs> feeling hot. Feeling good. I love it. <laughs> All right, Brittany, you start okay. one. Okay. Um, so. Okay. Damn. Fine. <laughs> didn't know we could write for Lizzo. <laughs> I didn't know until right now. I just learned. All right. Um, okay, I got one. Smack. Crackle. <laughs> Pop. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I love it. Smack, Ass. crackle, no. pop. <laughs> yeah, smack, crackle, pop. That 
Booty. Smack. Oh, I love it. Smack, crackle, pop that booty. <laughs> All right. Uh, what? One more? Should we press our luck? I mean, that one was great. I think we just do one more anyway. Okay. Yeah. Who starts it? You. Okay. You. You. Me. me? Okay. W one of you. Um. How about zooming? through feeling with drone <laughs> <laughs> zooming through feeling with jerome <laughs> that sounds funny. like a good song yeah <laughs> it does although i'll be honest to me that sounds like more of an outcast song it does it kind of does yeah <laughs> Um, <laughs> all right, I'm going to try another one. Smell that thing. <laughs> Smell that thing. I love it. All right. And on Ew. that note, it's all about self love. Right? Right? Oh, no, thank you. <laughs> Uh, well, uh, listeners, thanks for hanging in and hanging out with us while we went on this journey. Um, feel free to come up with your own ridiculous song titles for feeling that oh, inner sense of self-love and share them with us. You can share them with us at positivethinpact at gmail.com. You can go to at Positive Thin Pact podcast on Facebook and share them with us there. Um, and of course, or you can go to- Thin Pact. Yeah. On, on Instagram. On, yeah um you, you could even take a picture of your of your single um album cover with your ridiculous self-esteem song title we'd love that um and of course leave us voice messages at our anchor.fm uh slash positive impact station um and we'll catch you next time uh with an update on how walking's going yeah I think my dog would like that too. You know she would. And I would like it too. Did you hear her? She went. Yeah, good dog. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Brittany the Great, thank you for joining us today. Thank Marjorie, you. thank you for your honesty today. Listeners, sure. thank you for listening. And hang out with us even though i haven't bad dieted in a while <laughs> you know what there's plenty of time in this life for fad diets and yes. some might even say there's zero time in this life for fad diets uh, so you know <laughs> as long as you're getting healthy i think it's all good yeah and i don't have the plague anymore <laughs> well now we'll we let the cdc it. decide about that yeah. right <laughs> <laughs> All right. We'll talk to you soon. Okay. Bye. Bye. Bye.